Lekutei Sichais, Parshas Tetzava, Chelek Tezayin, Sichabes. We're learning Le'ilu Nishmas Rabbi Yosef Binyamin, Ben Rav Menashe Kaltman. This week's Torah portion details the special garments worn by the priest and the high priest, the Kayin and the Kayin Gadol, when performing their service in the tabernacle. The high priest wore eight garments when doing his service in the Mishkan. One of those garments was the Me'il, this robe, worn under the apron-like garment, was made of turquoise wool and pomegranates fashioned from cloth fabric and adorned with golden bills hung from the hem of the me'il. In Perak Hofches, chapter 28 in Posuk Lamed Gimel, verse 33, we are instructed as to the construction of the hem of this me'il. Va'asisa al shulav rimoinet cheles va'argoman v'seilas shani al shulav saviv u'pa'amoine zahav b'teicham saviv. And on its bottom hem you shall make pomegranates of blue, purple, and crimson wool all around and golden bills in between each one of the pomegranates all around the bottom hem. Rashi explains that though the pomegranates were round and hollow, the bell wasn't actually in the pomegranate, rather the bells were between. Each bell was all around the hem. There was a pomegranate and a bell, a pomegranate and a bell, and so on. Then Amban questions the purpose of the pomegranates. If the hollow space did not house the bells, as Rashi explains, what then was the reason for the pomegranates? Why were they even hollow if they were just for decoration and to beautify the garment? Why weren't they just made like the golden apples which were on the menorah? To which the Ram, Rabbi Eliyahu Mizrahi, a primary commentator on Rashi, responds saying, I don't know why the Ramban chooses apples versus pomegranates. There are those who explain that the Ramban's Actual question is regarding the fact that they were hollow. Why were they hollow if they didn't house the bells? But if his question were indeed only regarding the hollowness of the pomegranates, why does he mention the option or preference of an apple in place of a pomegranate? It would seem that we can explain that the Menorah too had cups, whorls, and flowers just for decoration. And the whorls were apple-shaped, says Rashi. Since the pomegranates on the me'il served, according to Rashi, only as ornamentation, beautifying the me'il, they too should have been like the apples, like the decorative fruit like that is shaped on the menorah. Nevertheless, it's still unclear. What does ornamentation have to do with apples? And how does Rashi explain that the ornamentation on the menorah was an apple and on the hem of the me'il a pomegranate? Let's look at the purpose of the bells on the me'il as it's explained in Torah. In Pasukhofei, verse 25, we learn, It will be worn by Aaron when he performs the service, and its sound shall be heard when he enters the holy before God. The sound was so important that if he entered with the ringing of the bells and left the Kodesh, the holy, with the ringing of the bells, 
he would not die. And Rashi comments and explains that from a negative, we can deduce a positive. If the Kayan wore the bells, and so they were heard, tinkling as he entered and exited, and thus prevented him from deserving death, if he didn't have the garment with the bells on, he would be liable for death by the hand of God. And so we need to understand, why was there a necessity to hear the Kayan Gadol's approach? Wouldn't it be just the opposite? The approach of the Kayan Gadol should be not with tumult, but with a still small voice, as God comes not with tumult, but with a still small voice. In fact, the Kayan Gadol on Yom Kippur entered the Holy of Holies without his golden vestments and without the me'il, hence without the sounds of the bells. Then Amban explains that one who enters the chamber of a king unannounced deserves death, and the sound of the bells was a way of attaining permission to enter this holy space. On Yom Kippur, the Kayan Gadol did not require permission because on this day God reveals the quality of his nation Israel and they need no messenger announcing their arrival. So the bells then weren't part of the service of the Kayan Gadol, but only an introduction and preparation, so to speak. Accordingly, hearing the sound of the bells isn't part of the service, only a preparation. But since every aspect of the service of the Kayan Gadol is absolutely precise, certainly a detail that is associated to the possible decree of death and the sounding of the bells was heard during the actual service of the Kayan Gadol too, it's apparent that hearing its sound is in fact part of connected to the temple service itself. One of the explanations given for this is that the Kayan Gadol fulfilled his service in representation of all of the nation of Israel. And upon entering the holy chamber, he, so to speak, brought all of Israel in with him. It's explained at length in several Hasidic sources that the service of a Baal Tshuva, who is distancing himself and fleeing from the evil of his past, flees with a tumult, like one who flees from death itself, shouting and causing great commotion. Similarly, the service of every Jew is like this, even one who has no sin. When one considers one's distance from godliness, either because his animal soul is yet very strong and he feels as though he's an independent entity from God, or the opposite, because he feels the existential reality of his good, his divine soul, which, though a holy existence, yet is experienced as a separate entity and is not yet nullified before God, then he too runs with a commotion from this non-bitul experience. What's similar to this is that when the Baal Shem Tev was asked why Hasidim sway when they pray, he answered that it's like a person who is drowning in the sea and thrashes around to save himself and shouts with all his might for someone to save him. Certainly no one complains that he's thrashing and shouting. And in truth, this tumult of the Baal doesn't negate that God comes without noise because that is about God's approach 
when God is revealed with his holy name, Havaya, when one seeks to be worthy of receiving divine influence from that holy name of God that transcends all worlds, his service must be done with a still small voice, the silence of complete nullification of self and ego. But when the divine service is still connected with fleeing one's ego and source of separateness to God, and one seeks to reach the level of Havaya before the ultimate level of the Yud of Havaya, just to Elohim, it's still a journey of tumult and commotion. This then is the reason the service of the Kayan Gadol was one that could be heard throughout the year. Because the Kayan Gadol took along every Jew whose divine work was still Bikol Rash with commotion. This divine service was still quite a lowly one, hence the bells on the bottom of the garment, the hem of the Me'il. Because the level of being heard in one's desire, in one's divine service, excuse me, is a service that is about feeling distant from God. Therefore, the caveat, if the sound will be heard, the Kayangadal will not die. The very life of the Kayangadal depends on this, the obligation to incorporate the divine service of the Jew who is still at the bottom, he's still at the level of the hem, even if he is striving to be at the level of a loftier service of a still small voice. Because every Jew's wholeness is dependent on the divine service that incorporates all 600,000 assorted levels of Jews. But that's only in regards to the daily service of the Kayan Gadol throughout the year, when he enters the holy only, when levels and externals matter, and different levels of divine effort and service matter, when there is divine service with tumult and commotion. But on Yom Kippur, the Kayan Gadol enters the holy of holies without a sound. On this day, a Jew is like an angel, and the level of total connection to God is revealed. Every Jew, even those whose service is still hemline low, are one with God. And upon the entry of the Kayan Gadol on this day to the Holy of Holies, he brings them along. And it's not like he's bringing those who are distant near. It's the Jew of the still small voice who enters with him. Every Jew on this day is that Jew. According to everything we've discussed, we can understand the difference between the position of the Ramban, that of the pomegranate is attached, that if the pomegranate is attached to the hem of the Me'il only for decoration, then they should be like apples, like those on the menorah. And the position of Rashi, who says, in this case, they need to be pomegranates. Both parables are applied to the Jewish people. The parable of an apple and of a pomegranate. The difference between them is that the parable or image of an apple suits the Jew as he is Beroim Hamayla in an elevated state. And the pomegranate connects to the Jew or Jews who are in a very lowly condition. As we read in Shir Hashirim, the Song of Songs, 
a description of even the lowliest Jew, void or empty as he may be, is full of mitzvahs or the potential for mitzvahs, like a pomegranate split open, revealing its abundant fruit. This Jew, too, is filled with goodness and holiness. In Rashi's explanation, where he applies himself to the literal intention of the words and to the literal and external reality of the Jew, the Jew is seen at the hem of the me'il, so to speak. He is at the level of Rekonin, empty. Therefore, Rashi says, the golden fruit that hung at the bottom of the me'il needed to be a pomegranate to show that even a seemingly empty Jew, perhaps even a Jew who has truly distanced himself from God with sin, enters, so to speak, together with the Kayan into the holy. For this Jew, too, is a member of the nation of Israel, and more than that, he's a member who is filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate is filled with seeds. The Ramban's explanation, however, which does not exclusively focus on pshat, on the basic and literal intention in a verse or explanation, who also teaches us, as the Ramban himself states, in a way that will soothe the hearts of a nation long afflicted with exile, with words that are pleasant to the listener, and which give grace, great give grace to the scholars, gives emphasis to the essence of the Jew, where sin doesn't even exist, and all your nation are righteous. Which is why the Ramban explains that the tinkling sound of the bells was only a preparation for the service of the Kayan Gadol and not part of the service. Because if they represent the essence of a Jew, where there is no connection to sin, the Avaida is the service of a still small voice and not one of tumult and commotion. And this is in fact why the Rambam questions if the golden fruits hanging from the hem of the me'il are for ornamentation. For then, best display an ornament that represents the beauty of the Jews, like a golden apple. Why emphasize the message of the pomegranates, that though one may be empty, he is still full of mitzvah potential, like the menorah whose seven branches represented the seven levels of divine service, each had an apple-shaped cup on the branches representing the pure essence of the Jew. While the divine service of tumult and commotion, v'nishma is a lower level of divine service, there is yet an advantage to that level of service over the divine service of silence and complete nullification of self. The still silent level of divine service is limited in that it's the experience of containment, the expression of light contained in a vessel, and thus with limitation. On the other hand, the service of Venishma Kaili, of sound and tumult, speaks to an expression of abandon, abandon of the restraints of a vessel and the actual inability for one to limit his excitement and his enthusiasm about God, and thus it bursts forth in sound. 
This is one reason why b'makayim shabalei tshuva aimdim ein sadikim gemurim yechelim lamid. In this unlimited space where Baal Tshuva expresses the excitement of his divine service, a tzaddik whose divine service is contained cannot stand. The unique lesson that lies in this idea for our generation, the generation that will greet Mashiach, is about perspective, perhaps. There are those who argue that while it's absolutely necessary in our generation and time, when the spiritual status of Jews is lowly, to go out and bring other Jews close to make Baalei Tshuva, that we cannot sit in our own four corners of the world and in the four corners of our own Torah study, but why must it be with tumult and commotion? Why the need to shout it in the streets? Jews do the mitzvah of tefillin. Why do we need to bring mezuzahs and bang them onto people's doorposts? This isn't how things were done in the past. But the answer to this and the correct perspective is that according to all the signs given in Masecha Saita that point to redemption, we are able to see with clarity that we are in the period of time that is Ikvasid the Mashiach when we can hear the footfalls of redemption. And those footsteps point to the lowest experience of divine service at the hem of the garment. And this divine service is a pomegranate service. It's about the noisy, excited Jew whose Judaism is with the commotion of enthusiasm as the Kayin Gadol takes the Jew, this Jew too into the Kaidish. And it's in this sound of the divine service of tshuva that the ultimate service is found. Another thought here is that when we observe that the world around denies God's will and lives against God's will, and where the impurities and impure behaviors are out in the open and are creating their own kind of noise, the way to nullify this storm of impurity is in a like-cures-like manner, just as from the forest itself comes the handle for the axe. By storming the world with the sounds of purity, with a tumult and with a commotion, and specifically where Kol Hamayna Shal Raimi, the sound of the Roman multitudes emerges from those who negate God's word and destroy God's place, Rome. This will bring us to the time when the prophecy of Yeshvin Betach Vahashkate, we will sit securely and in calm on our own land, and it will occur through the sounding of the great Shafer, through the resounding call that will bring us word of the redemption. Bikarev Mamash.